bronche, bronche. That's how we say brunch. Here's to the ladies who stay busy with their lunch. You want that bochinche? Si la copa está llena, yo te doy la bendición. So what if we get batches? We from the Bronx. That's it. Don't get it twisted. We be going to Manhattan. Be a queen. Be a boss. Ladies who brush up and all. Hey, we pop, pop, and pop it off. We, we pop, pop, All pop right. The episode's about to start. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Bronche. I'm Julissa. What's good, everybody? This is Skittles. And today we have the Latina, yes. hilarious, yes. drag queen extraordinaire. If you've been down to Stonewall, <laughs> you've been down to House Kitchen, you've seen this bitch working. Grace yes. Papaya. Grace Papaya. <laughs> <laughs> Ari Kiki, who the fuck are you? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor of Dallas BBQ on 23rd and 8th. Get it, get it. <laughs> yes, come on, Hennessy Wings. <laughs> I haven't been to BBQs in a minute. I'm going on Thursday. I haven't been in a minute. Oh, I haven't been in a minute either. I love their wings. They're so like ginormous. Yeah. You know, they, they're those oh, stairway yeah. chickens. Those are the stairway yeah. chickens. Yeah. I love getting the, but I love like getting the chicken and then having the Hennessy sauce on the side. Mm. Smart. Because it's like it's the chicken much. tastes it's good by itself. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm very particular about getting my fingers messy. Yes. Mm. I'm particular getting my fingers messy and eating anything with bones in public. Yeah. So I'm always like <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> Caucasian. I, I'm not that bold to fork and knife it, but I'm, I'm like borderline. Right, <laughs> right. But I always appreciate the one friend who breaks that mold because then I'd be like, listen, if this bitch is doing it, but, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and then you get up all in that shit. Yeah, uh-uh. That's why you need friends like Cardi. I feel like Cardi's out here. Sucking on oh, chicken yeah. bones. Well, yeah, her sure. when she gets the whole seafood thing. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I like. I want her to do a full ASMR moment where her just like, <laughs> just right. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me use my veneers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Ari Kiki by night. It's Marty by day. I am New York's Latina hot mess. I've been doing drag for ten years in June. Um, I am Puerto Rican and Cuban, Whippa. born and raised in New York, Manhattan specifically. Um, I have siblings. I have two younger brothers and two older brothers. Um, my parents are retired in Puerto Rico. Um, I work with two of my brothers at my day job, which we'll not discuss at the moment. <laughs> um, I work at Stonewall Inn. I've been there for about six years. I'm considered the unofficial house queen there. Nice. And I also work at uh, Phoenix Bar on the Lower East Side and Gym Bar in Chelsea. Nice. Yes. Nice. <coughs> and, and I have kids. I have many kids. Yeah. Shout out to the house of Kiki. But I take care of them unlike some drag mothers. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Yes. You and saw that. Sh- <laughs> Jesus, and I wow. love you know just like I think I, I I had the pleasure of watching you perform um at Boxers with with Cesar when Cesar was on stage yeah. that was a and fun night. I that have was so to fun. say like you know I've like the energy that you bring like you automatically are able to turn the entire room into your besties like and it felt like such a comfortable space and Thank I even you. got called up for like you know to play yes, around the, the game the lip syncing yes. 
singing from my, you know, and even just but like I have the, some the, great the, footage from that. <laughs> oh gosh, I haven't seen it, and I don't think I can ever watch that. So <laughs> do not ever make me watch that. Do you remember what song she had to lip sync to? Oh my god, I forgot. It what wasn't it "Show Me Love" Robin by Robin? Yes, yeah, probably. I remember. I think I only remember it was being the chorus, and then all the all the women after were like picking their songs and stuff after y'all told me. After, after the rules was that we had to pick, mm-hmm. take whatever was given to uh-huh. us because if they had given me a chance, I would have picked some shit that I really <laughs> But it was fun because God had my back because I want anyway. That was funny. <laughs> she got drinks. Yes, yes. she did. Um, no, but honestly, like I, I just like the energy in that room. And sometimes, you know, you do go to drag shows or drag bars and like depending on the crowd and like in the city, sometimes uh, it gets touristy, right? And then it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not not the uh, this a space for the community anymore it, it feels very showmanshipy um but that was just so perfect and we were uptown and it and it really really excited me to have you on thank here you, today thank, thank like you. yeah so what got you into drag uh i got into drag as i mentioned about 10 years ago i actually dabbled in drag before that uh i don't talk about that character that wasn't fully fleshed out um, but Ari was born out of a relationship, actually. Hmm. Uh, I was in a relationship for about five years off and on. It was very taxing. Uh, I'm thankful for the relationship, but it definitely wore itself out way too long. Hmm. Like, you know when you're in those relationships, you're like, I'm not ready to leave. He's still good. Uh, this, that, yes. Like, we were just were not Notorious. a good match for each other. <laughs> it was my first... <laughs> No toy. <laughs> <laughs> y'all saw the look that I gave. If y'all are listening, because my eyes shot straight across <laughs> to Julissa. <laughs> so real. It's so real, real. It's so real, though. I feel it. I feel it. But you got you got something out of it. Yeah, I, I think with any relationship, there are lessons to be learned. It's up to you to take the lessons right. and learn. It took me a while to learn the lesson. I'm like, I kept on walking into the wall. I kept on walking into the wall. I kept on walking into the wall. I'm like, oh, bitch, stop walking into the wall. Stop Use the door. Into the wall. Uh, walk out that relationship, bitch. Um, we're still f- friends, um, but it took me a while to, for us to get to that point. Hmm. But I grew out of that relationship, and I, I was very submissive in that relationship. Mm. I Whatever he asked of me, I was like, sure, I'll jump, I'll run, and whatever. And after that relationship, I've been single since because I just don't want to, like sacrifice myself anymore right i'm right. like i've dealt i've done this before it's not cute and you don't feel happy in the end right. so um Ari was kind of born out of that it was like the phoenix rising out of that relationship yes and i also at the same time uh my good judy uh that i went to college with uh she's queer identified um we went both went to hunter college and i was living with her in between the relationship, right before, like in one of the breaks, and then right after the one of the, uh, the final break, and we both volunteered for a nonprofit called um, the New York Anti Violence Project, mm. um, and so we were taking lessons to be hotline uh, operators, mm. and it just opened my eyes more to the culture that I wasn't part of or aware of, and I, you know, I feel like a lot of gay men don't um, bother to educate themselves about trans hmm. experiences. Um, for the white gay man, uh, the the POC experience, right. 
And so it just aligned my views. And I was like, oh, you could be this. You could be that. And like, there's other boxes that you don't need to be in. Like, right. Mm. Um, so it kind of opened up my eyes and I kind of started developing Ari out of that. <clears throat> I also like that Ari was a short, shorter version of my already short real name, Marty. Um, it's easy to say when you're drunk. Um, and originally I was going to go by Ari Star, but that's real conceited. And I'm like, if I wasn't going to be good, I didn't want to be like, well, she ain't the star girl. <laughs> um, I met a few people while I was doing the hotline training who were more um, part of like, not necessarily the ball scene, but just like different circles that I wasn't part of. And I learned the word kiki. And I was uh, I was under the impression, understanding that to, uh, to kiki was to joke around to not take yourself seriously, or to bochinche, to gossip. And I'm like, these are three things that are like pivotal to who I am as a Latina. So like, let's get into the kiki. Right. So Ari Kiki was born. I love that. Wow, I love yes. That. Thank you. Well, Ari Kiki, when you go out to brunch with your girls, with mm -hmm. your daughters, or the house or whatever, what is your choice beverage that you're going to be drinking? I like a Bellini. A peach Bellini. Peach ah. is, the, is a, See, always a good, yeah. A, I like a good peach. What's it, funny is that when you when you mentioned peach vodka, I was like, oh, I could, I because I have a I have a recipe for a peach Bellini, but I didn't get the ingredients today. Like, next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Para la próxima. Yeah. Uh, I like a peach Bellini. I like a sangria, a red sangria, mm -hmm. or um, I used to go to brunch. At, like five or six years ago, used to go to um, Mama Juana's on Dykeman. Yes, wow. And they used to have a rum punch. Mm -hmm. I think it was a Jack rum punch. Yeah, yeah. And that would get me all the way saucy. Yep, yep. All the way saucy. Yeah, Mama Juana's is something um, serious. To the point where, punch, like, I would yeah. get sour when they wouldn't come with the pitcher. And I was like, I wasn't in Dragon. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm going to go get this picture and serve the whole table because y'all need to It's unlimited. It's unlimited. Where's my limit? Like, why are you right, limiting me? Right, <laughs> It's not my fault. I'm a very parched woman. Right. Oh if you didn't want to be fast, you shouldn't have said unlimited. Let's go. Ponte, ponte yeah. la pila. Ponte la pila. <laughs> mm -mm. So then when you are out to brunch, what is your choice brunch plate? Um, if I don't trust the menu, I always go to steak and eggs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like I said earlier, I bar used to bartend at Stonewall. If it's two ingredients, like, you know what you're getting. Right. Uh -huh. Steak uh -huh. and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't fuck that up. No, that's real. It's so funny once you said, oh, if I'm playing it safe. And you always have to have a safety item. Yes, and if a place can fuck up that safety plate, then I'm just like, what is, what's happening mm, here? What is, what's the here? gimmick? What's the gimmick? I feel like I don't have a safety, a safety brunch plate, but... I don't know. It's usually, um, for me, it's meat and eggs. It's usually my right. go-to. Okay. I always feel like you're being gypped if you get pancakes. Yeah. Or like a French toast. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know why, because really, eggs are cheaper. But, <laughs> but not the steak, though. But not, not the steak. steak. Not you pay for it, though. She's never, she's always like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, unlimited brunch for $25, and like the steak says like a plus five. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they make sure. That yeah. or anything with shrimp. They're like, oh, you think you're going to be bougie? Yep. for extra. extra. Yep. There's always a little plus sign. Gotcha, girl. <laughs> yes. All right. So tell us a little bit about what it was like going out to eat when you were growing so um, I was raised by two younger brothers my two older brothers are actually my half brothers mm. and they were from my father's first marriage um, and so 
It was me. I was the oldest uh, go, growing up, and um, I didn't start getting heavy until third grade. Mm. Um, I was in an accident where uh, I ran into a ch- uh, another classmate, and he pushed me, and my dumbass didn't put my hands down when I fell, so I stopped the floor in my front tooth, and... It was like a whole year of me, like, because, you know, like, it was the tooth had, like, it was a fresh kid's tooth. I had to keep on getting work done and work done and work done. Finally, the, the whole tooth is fake, whatever. But it was a whole year of me, like, not feeling comfortable. Right. It's already awkward for a kid. Yeah. Um, And so they were, like, just trying to please me. So, like, whatever you want, you can have. Yeah. Um. So I loved... When you say eat, what do you mean? Because that's a very broad statement. Yeah. Are you talking about, like... Dale, tell me. No, no, I mean, like, so going out, so, like, you know, for us, sometimes folks are talking about, like, oh, when we went out to eat, like, it would be, like, McDonald's. Like, that was a going out because we cooked a lot. Or, you know, like, oh, we would only go after church because, like, church was the sacred day and, like, that was the day everybody went out together. But, like, anything, whatever, however you interpret mm. that. There's so many directions. Um, Take us all the directions. You mentioned McDonald's, so I'm going to go down a f- semi-sad story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> as a, so as a kid, I remember like Sundays we would wake up. My mom would usually make like eggs and spam. I love mm. fried spam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's again, I was like, I was raised in Midtown Manhattan supposed to feel some kind of bougie kind of way. But like we were like, my mom was one of six kids. So like poverty was life. Yeah. Um, yep. You made, you made, you made what you had to. Right. Um, and that's what I was accustomed to with that end. Uh, but my father provided like crazy and he overcompensated. But that's a whole different story for a whole different day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one of the things I remember were like, it'd be a special morning if my mom would go to McDonald's and get everybody a big breakfast. Ooh, yeah. Mm. yeah. She really isn't that big. It's yeah, literally just a sandwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, if no, you were at McDonald's kid- for breakfast, this? Nah, that was always it was a big deal special. Like ten o'clock, so you had to get the dumb early. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was yeah, always yeah. a big thing. If you got the big breakfast, that was also a big deal because you know damn well you could have yep. gotten just one sandwich. Or the one little thing. sandwich. So I'm so here for. But that. the funny thing is, the big breakfast literally is just a sandwich and a hash brown. Right. Just take it. Literally, it's like a sausage, an egg, the biscuit, and a hash brown. <laughs> and then they have a the supreme with pancakes. Right, that, that was that the upgrade. <laughs> we never got that. We just maybe once in a blue moon. Right, right, the right. pancakes that came on the little like styrofoam right, tray. Right, right. It didn't come in a box, box or nothing. It was just like <laughs> a <laughs> little tray. The flapjacks. Yeah. Hot cakes. Oh, hot cakes. Yeah, hot cakes. the hot cakes. And um, I used to like like stuff my face. And then, so in the platter, it's the scrambled eggs, not, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. not the circular real egg. Right. And so my stomach couldn't process the synthetic egg beats. Mm. So like later on in the day, I'd be like, Ugh. Uh, oh no! Uh, and the big breakfast just came out every time. Oh no! <laughs> but I look forward to eating it every, every time. time. <laughs> no! And th- when did you catch uh, on? Like, did you stop eating the eggs once you caught? At out? some point, I did catch on, but it took. Uh, she she's just <laughs> walking to the wall. Walking to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> she's a slow learner. She learns, <laughs> but she learns. <laughs> but she learns. I love oh. that. All right. So what? When you're out. Um, eating. What's your favorite bochinche topic? Ooh, bochinche topic. Well, being in nightlife, it's usually other queens. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so there is my drag sisters and my drag children. Mm-hmm. Uh, you met Vicky when you came to do our podcast, The Shade Parade. Vicky's mm-hmm. my drag sister. Um, 
Vicky's my drag sister. Shout out to Shape Parade Podcast. Thank you. Yes. Um, Vicky's my drag sister. I have another drag queen sister called Mary Muscles. And then you get to my drag kids. We have Lola Michelle Kiki. I've met Lola Michelle. You've met Lola. She's... Candela. <laughs> uh, then there's Katrina Lovelace and then Mr. Email Kiki, which is my drag son. He's the newest one in the house. Nice. Um, Lola loves to kick shit. <laughs> <laughs> she loves to feed the flames. She will literally be running around with a gas, gas like can. <laughs> oh my goodness. She's always, uh, so I can always look forward to her like either spilling tea or looking to feed the flames. And so, <laughs> and I'm just like, we're like a respected family. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the bochinche, and that's what I grew up. Like, my, half of my nightlife career was like being the girl to go to when you had bochinche. Right. Because I would know everything. But then, uh, slowly, I also became known as like the nice queen. Mm-hmm. Behind closed doors, I'm the bochinchera. But like, to people's face, I'm the sweetheart. Right. <laughs> um, That's kind of fucked up. It, but it's so real. Don't we I all know, know some someone? Don't we all know someone? <laughs> Who are very nice in person, and then when we all get together. But that's, that's Latino households. I was going to say, we all have it in us. We to, all okay. have it in us. We all, I'm not just shout, we all have it in us, because bitch, me too. Well, point of reference. Point of reference. We all have big Latino household families, yes. I'm assuming. Yes. Mm. Take, for example, whenever you go to a family-oriented get-together with, like, your cousins or your tias, what would happen as soon as you got into the car to leave the venue? Yo, all the commentary. It is literally like you press a button and it's like, ding. Yo, right away. And be careful if the car is parked far because halfway through the walk, you know, they start talking too. Always. Why is that always? Mira que gorda se puso. Always. Always. Always the concern. Yo. Always. And they are so fucked up. Like, literally. Like, <laughs> why, <laughs> why I got body image issues? Right. Why I got literally, body Literally, because of my, my family, <laughs> all my body. Like, literally, in church, oh, they'd kill me. But listen, even in church, women would be like, oh, see, no, because they came back after, like, their father died. But damn, they didn't need to eat that much because they were depressed. And it's like, bitch, her father died. Why are you talking shit about her? It, it's like the hand with the knife attached. <laughs> the knife attached to it every time. Uh, yes, but I kind of love it about us. I kind of love about our culture, too. Also, it keeps it we fun. We all love the gossip. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we are moving into our cheer section where we cheers people doing dope shit and dope shit that is happening. So Issa Rae has two films coming out. I see, I the see. Photograph and The Lovebirds. So I just have to say Issa Rae is such a phenomenal black woman. And mm-hmm. like the timing of her career glow up and just like even the evolution of like the, you know, the current climate in the U.S. and how people are giving pushback to Hollywood about being less conventional and making more room for people of color to take up space. Like, this bitch is building a motherfucking empire. Mm. And I, I'm i so here for it. But 
Skittles, tell us a little bit about the movie. Well, I think that one of the biggest things is that, first off, they're starring Issa Rae, who is this strong, powerful black woman, but they're also, like, these romantic comedies where you're actually seeing, like, a black love story um, happen with a black woman in the forefront. I think the photograph is actually, like, a full-on black couple um i think it has something to do i can't remember the exact synopsis but i know that it shows a parallel love story between her character and then like her mom's character so it's and it's being premiered it's premiering in february and it's being rumored that it's like the first black love story um released since like 2000 since love and hip-hop Wow. Um, I don't know how true that is, um, given like you know all of the fucking Tyler Perry movies that have come out yeah, and stuff. Like, I don't they, know if Tyler Perry has ever even done a love story. Because really. I'm thinking uh, Beale Street is the only other movie that I can think of that maybe. happened that happened that I can think of that has like a black love story mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's but it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't a, focused on like a being a love story. I don't, yeah, I don't the love think. the love story was part of it. It wasn't like the the, the epicenter. Well, yeah, so, like, I feel like it's a big deal in that sense. Um, then the other one is The Lovebirds, which is another um, uh, romantic comedy that uh, I think something happens where her and the guy end up... <laughs> being, well, no, I have the, the synopsis is right there, but I can't remember, like, what it said. So, if I'm um, not mistaken, it's her and her like, boyfriend, which is the guy from that's uh, from The Eternals. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, I don't know what his background is, but... Um, he was also in the Stuber, I think it was called, the Taxi Cab movie with. Um... Hmm. Anyways, they're in love, they're in a relationship, and they are part of a crime. Yeah, like a murder. Yes. And, and, and they get framed yes. for the murder. Like someone jumps into their car saying they're the cops and they kill someone with their car. Yes. And then everyone finds them at the scene of the crime and they're like trying to like fix their names. Yes. Actually, uh, this one was a love story. Uh, Slim and Queen. Slim and Queen. Mm. Slim and Queen. Because yeah. I'm thinking about, like, I'm describing this movie, The Love Birds, and it's like Slim and Queen, but like the comedy version. Right, I'm like, right, oh, right. Okay. Right, right. No, and and even Slim and Queen. I mean, a uh, homeboy's name. We can't. We don't remember shit or Terrible. no shit. We don't. <laughs> no, but, but we like that on our podcast. Like, <laughs> don't come here for facts. <laughs> right, right, right. Google. You have to Google everything yeah. we say. But I mean, the, the main <laughs> it, the main thing is that this bitch is coming out with two movies, right. and they both love stories, and she's black, and it's a great. Great thing, yeah. <laughs> and, she really, and she really is building an empire like yeah. this. And I love that she's also very like uh, female centric. Yes, like she's also a producer on um, the woman's uh, black woman comedy show. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we're I'm doing the same thing. Too. Yes, yes. The black woman, the black woman's comedy yeah. show. Then she yeah. also has Insecure, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, nah. Which actually you've never watched. Yo, oh, I've only watched season one, and at, for me at first it was kind of like, oh, it's too relevant to my life at the moment, and I was like, nah, I can't be called yeah, out it, on it TV and in real life at the <laughs> same time. I need, so, I need one too safe much. space. Um, but then, like you know, for me, I just like I've I've fallen so behind that I'm like, oh, I haven't done the binge thing, but I'm here for it. Like in theory, like even though I don't watch it all the time, I'm mm. like, yeah, anytime somebody's here for it, or you, I need to like share anything about it. Absolutely. Uh, baby steps. Yeah, yeah baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I have some? Okay. All right, so now we're going into our Tuta Loca A section where we call motherfuckers out for doing the most. Yes. And it's, I don't know how to feel about this, but it turns out that Kesha was found guilty for defamation mm-hmm. um, towards Dr. Luke. And they found her guilty of lying about telling Lady Gaga via text that. Dr. Luke raped 
Katy Perry. Because Katy, Katy Perry testified. Also and yeah, it and true. yeah. I don't know um, if she testified, but she came out saying that it didn't uh, happen. No, they had like a transcript. There's like a, there's a transcript yeah, yeah, yeah. and it oh, says, wow. it's like, like the question was, so you're saying such Shit. and such, da, 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 and she was like, Yes, like that's that's not what happened. Um, so now she owes all this money to Dr. Luke for defamation, um, including guy. like yeah. one point three million dollars in royalties yeah. plus like three hundred thousand dollars for the actual like charge. And I think that it's such a sticky situation because you have someone who literally was like the pop princess for half of a decade. And was it that long? <laughs> I feel like half I, for, a solid. She had four years, yeah. so half of a decade. Did yeah, she? yeah. Did she? She was. I wasn't a big Kesha person. She so was I, I all right. Question. That's Kesha not was like, like Kesha really was all of college for us. She was at the top yeah. of the charts for from 2009 to 2013. But what what were the songs? Because I remember the one where Those she was t- brushing. We're gonna go through her discography. First of all, whoa. TikTok. First of all, slow. To be educated because I genuinely did not follow this bitch for four years. So I'm just trying to understand the motherfucking context. I still think, I still feel bad behind the situation. Help me out here. Shit. So in 2009, she had TikTok. And then she came out with that entire album. And then then she had uh, whatever album came out after that, (laughs) where she had like Die Young. And then I feel like now I have to think about all her singles. There was that. There was TikTok. Then she had let's tag tag in Google. Um, the song with three hundred three. Then she had take it off. Then she had uh uh oh my god, we are who we are. Die young. She had the uh, this place about to blow. Uh, blow. That's what it was. I was blow. Thinking yeah, like, yeah. Blow. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but my point in saying that was <laughs> yeah. not to list her songs. It was to no, say no, no, that no, she no, had no. a pretty, yeah, yeah. Like she was a pretty solid career, she did have and, a career and she, it, got, like, it literally got axed got the chopped, minute yeah. this happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think that somebody gives up their career off of false allegations. You know, um, and I think that to take on a name like that is kind of like going against like a Harvey Weinstein of like yeah. the music industry. And then the courts had the, the fucking audacity to actually claim the opposite that like, because he isn't such a big figure, it's it. So essentially in the courts, it's easier to, to prove defamation. If the person who you're coming for, isn't considered like this, a like, a, like a big public figure. That's the way they phrase mm. it. He's like, he's not a public figure. Right. And like, so he's big in the music scene from mm-hmm. what I gather. Right. But right. he's not, he's not physically present. Like, you don't see him on po- in gossip columns and shit like that. So, right. like, they she, by her accusing him of rape and all that, it brought him out in the forefront. But like, that wasn't his life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, which makes it harder for for her to win actually the case against him for some reason or another. Now, another thing that you know, sort of, I've been keeping in mind in this process is, but that doesn't mean that they've proven him uh, innocent of rape, right? Because there's still the fact that she claimed that he raped her, right? I, I, yeah, I don't know if I've read. I feel like that case was dropped, or what, she, did she, or, drop or it? she stopped pursuing it, or something like mm. that. And it was the counter case on his part for defamation that was the one that was still going. Gotcha. On. Yeah, I because once I, she got out of his contract or something to that effect, because she was able to release music again, 
mm-hmm. is when she kind of like, well, I'm good now. I don't need to follow this. And that's what I perceive is the situation. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because then my because then my whole thing is like, all right. Uh, they also said that there were some that they have some sort of proof that this was all part of a, a media ploy mm-hmm. for or a PR move on her end for her career. But I just like that's difficult to swallow. Like if that's true, that's heavy. right? Like that's really heavy, especially in this day yeah. and age. Like, yeah, you kind of have to prove shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how true that is, especially like considering, like I feel like if that was the case, then she would have done it a bit smart. Like she wouldn't have lied about mm-hmm. something that would have been so easy to prove as a lie. Or plot twist: is it that he's a man who's so protected that even a Katy Perry wouldn't testify? For her that, I feel like I would believe that only because I know that his hand is in the pot of like the entire pop industry like hmm. you're talking still? about you're talking about like dr luke and like max martin are responsible for some of like the biggest pop stars huh. in the industry like from Katy perry to britney spears to lady gaga to you know kesha and like mm-hmm. they have their hand in all of these albums you know yeah so i wouldn't put it past him be, being that powerful to have like protection, but then, but then again, it also brings into question like, okay, well, she said this, mm-hmm. and then obviously she's gonna have Lady Gaga, who, who is also a survivor and who has also admitted that it's somebody in the industry, but is not willing to name who it is because she says that in the industry it's as if everybody has someone against another person. So nobody's willing to support these artists because somebody has something against them, you know? It's crazy to um, hear that. Especially, yeah. Especially if you watch what's happening in Hollywood with, like, Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Like, yeah, they just mm-hmm. threw him to, under the bus. And that's, I mean, I'm sure there's other people involved. Yeah. And, like, so, and I'm, like, Dr. Luke, Max Martin, like, for a hot minute, you're talking about, like, you wanted a chart-topping single? These were the people mm-hmm. that you were going to, you know? Right, right. Um, and, and it sucks because it's, like, a lot of women. <laughs> like, right. You right. think about, you Pop think about, I think about, like, obviously me thinking about, like, Britney Spears being a Britney Spears fan. I'm like, yo, this bitch is, like, going through some psychological shit, and it's obvious. Right. What happened in this situation that she's going through this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why is it that then also this other, then Lady Gaga, who is one of the biggest pop stars in the world, was raped repeatedly and then shoved into the spotlight and didn't didn't deal with it correctly because she went from having to deal with this thing that happened to her to then like being the biggest pop star in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and now she suffers from uh fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. which is uh, the 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 reaction to the trauma that happened to her with the rapes, you know, then you have Kesha who is actually being out and vocal about it. It's like something's going on here. Mm. Right, right, right. <laughs> Conspiracy theory right here. Yeah, <laughs> no, and it's just just like the one that Britney's career was um was being hijacked or controlled or that someone yeah, yeah. was like speaking on her behalf. What was that? What was that? Uh was well it, I think that was heightened by um by the Black Mirror episode that came out. <laughs> oh, the Ashley O episode. Right, right, right. Yeah, the Ashley yeah. O episode. Girl, that was real. Um, yeah, but shit like I would not be surprised with some shit like that. Yeah, oh. I mean, if you look at the she literally the girl has not been working in the industry for a minute now, and somehow is coming out with a new fragrance, and the picture that they're using looks like a CGI version of her. Hmm. Is it Britney so, you're talking about? Yeah. 
What's mm. the new fragrance? Glitter Fantasy. I have to look this up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think that though there is something to be said, and this is why, like, even watching news and responding to news, especially around people reporting rape and things like that, it, it really, like, gets under my skin because there's always like some deeper story that can't be revealed when it's these big names mm. and it and it really pains me for the 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 victims and the survivors who are like in the middle of the situation who are literally juggling between okay like do I let this moment that this person did that completely violated violated me and traumatized me be the thing that takes away the entire career and right. like bigger picture thing mm. that I've that I've been working towards which even in having to say that that I'm looking at my the rest of my life as bigger picture and having to minimalize my rape for the sake of being like there, there's just so much psychological bullshit that you have to go through to even allow yourself to to say this rape is small enough for me to compartmentalize so that I can get a bigger picture like mm. that in itself is something for someone to have to heal from and so I, I watched this news and I, I'm like clearly not a big Kesha fan or person nothing against her but never followed the career but like watching this as a woman I'm just sort of like hey like you know I know I know what that feels like to try to like call a person out that no one is going to believe you about and and how do you how do we as fans like even how are we able to support that like how can we break that stigma because we are at the end of the day we're the consumer and I'm always wondering like how can we take our buying power to actually make changes in this industry because you have brave artists and actors right in Hollywood and people who are willing to come forward but like at the end of the day people move and make decisions with what's going to pay the money but we're the ones giving the money but right. we don't even know how to like stop like how do we even dismantle it so that we're like no but because we support this this thing more than just the movie and wanting the content then like you have to change your rules um but we don't i don't know it's just like i feel like at a loss um and that's why i get so mad at people like nfl fans because i feel like that's so clear and it's like oh it's clear that if we don't indulge the nfl and i'm not even talking about the halftime show because that's one performance one one day of the year out of an entire season where mm -hmm. we have a bunch of people that run to bars buy wings and are watching monday night football sunday night football thursday night football faithfully mm -hmm. you know what i mean and all that buying power so like you know let's not come at j-lo and a shakira let's come at ourselves oh, like totally. how are we all going to start making decisions as consumers so that people have room because like kesha kesha doesn't have room to breathe here because we also continue to contribute to some degree to the cycles at these you know, mm -hmm. so I just wonder how we could do something because I'm sick of having to watch on the news how people are getting fucked and fucked and fucked. And even this week, Harvey Weinstein's lawyer was just like, as a woman, I would never put myself in this situation. Ugh. So these <laughs> so I don't know why these women didn't know better, like because I like I'm sick wow. of seeing news like that. I'm just like, at this point, That's I, victim blaming. Just, yeah, it is. It's a hundred percent victim blaming. How the fuck do we get the power back for the causes we believe in? Not just for the sake of the celebrities we love, but for what we stand for. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, that's my rant of the day. Boop. There it is. <laughs> that's a heavy pour, girl. That's, a heavy pour. that's the one. That's and what so happens that when it is. <laughs> Cheers. Right Cheers, here. Right, right. Shit. Cause uh, bitch. Ooh, this looks good. Oh my God. Okay, so now we're ready to move into our plate of the day, body shaming in the LGBTQAI plus community. Dun, 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 dun. Can't relate. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. What's that about? about? <laughs> 
So, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, like just I I really think this is a, a conversation, you know, for y'all to fully own. But I will say that um, as somebody who's an ally, one of my biggest frustrations is watching the very evident like, you know, mistreatment or like just shade that is thrown towards different body types in our community. And it's like in moments where you do sometimes see it accepted, it's people like almost like they, they have to like still point attention to this part of a person's identity and it becomes the thing and it becomes mm -hmm. the center of all of the jokes, which honestly, like, you know, for certain characters and in certain moments, it's fine if the person is owning that and they want to utilize that as part of their their artistic tools. Great, because it is your motherfucking body. That's for you to do. But the way in which people pigeonhole and put people in a box based off of that is really, it really disappoints me and it really disappoints me, especially when I'm seeing it on larger media platforms in Hollywood and that these tropes are like sort of put in time and time again because then you know as a friend when I am going out and if I am with Skittles and if we are standing outside of certain clubs or certain establishments I can see the immediate like scanning and reading and how people are already getting ready to, to act all different mm. and it's only when they realize oh that's Cesar oh shit and then now it's a whole mm, other thing because real. now it's like this is the version like you know Juan Skittles but Cesar oh yeah Cesar can, can get into this space mm -hmm. and, and, and that's just one small like you know bite size of a much larger issue in the community but as an observer it's something that has always fucking frustrated me and like I've been losing weight but like I'm a big girl you know in this you know straight community and in the straight community, big girls don't be getting that type of love and our and the way people love us is also mm -hmm. manipulated in a certain mm -hmm. way. But, you know, I did just want to hear from you guys a little bit about this experience. Like, you know, what 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 is the the issue or like what are some of the experiences that you're having in these spaces? Like, where's this shit coming from? Like, I just want to hear it all. I want to hash it out. I'm tired of the shit. I'm calling <laughs> it out. <laughs> well, I think I think that there's like a couple of things that go into this. Like, uh... One of the ways in which that it's often, like, shown is, like, if you, like, go on, like, dating apps and stuff like that, you see them, like, no fats, no femmes, no this, no that. And people like to play it off as if it's a preference when it comes to, like, wanting to actually be romantically involved, you know? Um, because that's a huge part of, obviously, being gay, right? Right. Um, and it's kind of, like, one of those things where it's, like, is it really a preference or are you being biased? Like, is it because of what society has taught us about fat people? Um, I think another thing that um, is really, that plays a part into it, and I didn't, I never really thought about it until I heard it when I was doing one of those Stonewall walking tours of the village where... Um, and it was so ironic because the person who said this was like this like m muscular looking bottom, like the nerdy white boy who like when he takes his like glasses off and you look at his Instagram, all of his pictures like are with his glasses off and like a beautiful body. Like he's very aesthetically right. pleasing, right. you know? Right. So the fact that it was coming from someone who was so hot was like, huh, well, of course, like you could say this and chuck <laughs> it up to this. But, um, but what he said was actually really interesting. He said that... Um, when the AIDS epidemic was going on, uh, because it was affiliated so much with the gay community and because so many gay people were dying from AIDS, when you had AIDS, you would start looking like deathly ill and you would lose a lot of weight and all this stuff and you started looking like a zombie. And so the to counteract that stigma, gay men started making themselves look like picturesque and like buff and this. And that's where that... 
that mentality started mentality building. started building up. Um, I don't know. I can see it as playing a role. I don't know that it's necessarily the sole source of it, but there's definitely an impact with that. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like, and this is the last thing that I'll say before I pass it on to you, Ari, is, uh, that I feel like one thing that I've noticed as a big person, as a big artist, um, is that people are always shocked to see me do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. And it's always the, yeah. <laughs> it's always the like, oh my God, but besides your size, you don't care what anybody thinks. And it's like, all right, but I'm also just like a bad bitch, you know? Right, like, right. you know, and like a lot of regular size people can't do what I do. And it's mm-hmm. annoying that yeah. like when you're big, you're you so have brave. to be, yeah, you're, you're so brave. brave. You're brave. Or like when you're big, you have to be like absolutely amazing spectacular on point Mm -hmm. because if you're not then they'll chuck you away like you have lizzo getting on stage giving you vocals singing her ass off performing with choreography and playing the fucking flute (laughs) she has to be flawless in order for you guys to pay attention and you know and i love that about her like if you go on her instagram like it's one week she's like shaking her ass and 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 twerking and the next week she's crying (laughs) she's going through like some emotional breakup or like something's happening in her life she won't talk about it but she's crying on camera for you (laughs) uh she's a human being yeah real talk yeah yeah. she got struggles yeah but yeah i don't know but um ari what's your experience uh so uh, it's it's so varied. I've been plus size for longer than I've been skinny. I'll phrase it that way. I'll start right. with that. Uh, I didn't come out of the closet and feel somewhat comfortable until I was skinnier. Hmm. Um, I used to weigh, when I was younger, in my early 20s, my heaviest at that time was 215. Uh, I lost about 60 pounds on Weight Watchers in like six months and suddenly felt like, oh, She's ready to go out. I went to her first gay bar. I was like social. People were like fawning over me. This and the other. I still wasn't doing drag at the time. Um, but it was something I wasn't comfortable with because I'd been plus size for so long and I had just come out of the closet. Fast forward a few years in and out of that relationship that I discussed earlier. And after the breakup, I think at, at the end of the breakup, I was probably like 185. Mm. And as I started doing drag and being out in nightlife more, drinking more, eating more, this, that, and the other, taking care, less care of myself, I've currently at 250. Ups, lies. 350. Um, but I'm Ari Kiki. Right. Oh, yes. You know, like. Yeah. So, and I think that that's a whole other thing where, like, you are Ari Kiki, the hot mess in a RuPaul's Drag Race world. So, like, like. You I don't know. like going to a bar when I'm not in drag. Hmm. Very rarely would I like if I go to the bar at like if it's at the end of the gig. That's different, right? But I, I, I like I, people are like, oh, why don't you come out? This and I'm like, because I'm not getting paid to be out. Mm-hmm. And the charm of dealing with the society when I'm not getting paid to deal with the society is not something I'm in the mood to deal with, right? Um, my girl, my girlfriends, most of the girlfriends I hang around with are a lot thinner than me. And they look a certain kind of way. And they get fawned over and this and the other. I'm not mm-hmm. that person. People will fawn over me because you're Ari Kiki. They don't fawn right. over me for who I am mm-hmm. outside of the wig. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's just like... Yep. And and, and, and and the way that I get treated, if no one knows who I am... like I don't per- I Physically, I have no interest in going to a ball who doesn't know who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's fucked up for me to say, but it's also my experience and my like 
if you don't know who I am, and that's that's me sitting on my laurels, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> if you don't know who I am, I'm not going to be treated a certain kind of way, which mm-hmm. I'd rather be treated. And as a common fucking human being. Right, um, right. But it, it's just, uh, the society's problematic. Um, I'm problematic of it as well. I catch myself judging people mm-hmm. uh, because it's, the way we're it's ingrained. It's ingrained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, I'm I'm repeating the problem. Right. I try and catch myself whenever possible, but it's what you're taught. So it's just like, mm-hmm. snap out of it, girl. Also, when you mentioned the no fets, no femmes, and this, that, and the other on the profiles, I've been reading articles where like, there's ways to have that conversation without being a dick about it. Right. Yeah. Right. I totally understand if it's a preference. I yeah. totally get that. I don't. If you say you're masculine, instant turn off. Hmm. I don't. Because first of all, I promise you, ten, 10 out of ten, you're not as masculine <laughs> as you think you are. <laughs> Put on a Nene Leaks moment, and you will be quoting that bitch. Right? <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. Right, but like right. the, the 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 mindset you have to state, I'm masculine, and I'm only looking for masculine, mm-hmm. baby girl. I first of all, you're the first one lip syncing to Ariana Ariana Ariana, Ariana, Ariana Grande's Grande. song, right? Like. And not to say that's not masculine, but like, right, right, is that yeah. masculine? Right, right. <laughs> for 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 the front that you're trying to put up, like yeah. if you're gonna call it what it is. Yeah. Call so there's it what ways it is. to yeah. phrase things where you're not a dick, you're not a douche, you're not perpetuating these stereotypes. Right. Um, I I my my profiles usually state like, well, on Grinder I'm in drag, mm. uh, and I specifically say I only get paid to be in bars and drag. You're not gonna get this if you're talking to me. Right. I'm only on here to fuck around with people and not to actually fuck people. Right. Um, on my other profiles, I, I it's me usually saying I'm looking for someone to get to know, someone to spend time with, someone to socialize with. Wherever the conversation goes, if I choose to have the conversation, is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's way you don't have to be like, I don't want this, I don't want that. Yeah. Clean only. Whatever that problematic statement is. Um, right. Because if you're if you have an STI, you're yeah, you're no, dirty. Yeah, it's such a terrible. I mean, in, in yeah. the straight community too, it's like yeah. the language. Look, it, we're shit, all it's we're all problematic language. people, but there's ways to educate yourself. There's ways to come across where you're not perpetuating these problems. Yeah, you don't have to be part of the problem. Right, right, yeah. And do you find that like this cult, like like sort of like this culture? Uh, has a feeding ground within the drag community like is there a way in which size and because when skittles mentioned he's like oh you're an art kiki in a dra- rupaul's drag race world what, mm-hmm. what unpack that for me what does that mean yeah i i feel like when i'm when i'm thinking about it i'm thinking like you're art kiki you're a plus size so you're already a plus size queen and that's a thing that's a category you know and then you're you are Arikiki the hot mess, so you're not like a pageant queen, you're not like a fish queen, you know. And RuPaul's Drag Race has kind of created this image that a drag queen is this certain type of queen mm-hmm. when there are so many facets to drag mm-hmm. and different like other things that go into being a drag queen. The thing with RuPaul's Drag Race, I love it for what it's done to the community, what, what it's provided for the community. Let me rephrase it that way. Uh, but a lot of people take it as like the golden rule. Mm. And that's where we got run into a problem because RuPaul didn't create drag. Right. People need to remember she she brought it into the mainstream. I'll give her all the kudos for that. I'll give her the snaps. Right. Uh she fought to get to where she is. 
but she's not the gold standard. There's so many more options out there. There's more people who've worked harder mm -hmm. and just haven't achieved that level of stardom yeah. or choose not to have that level of stardom. Yeah. Um, I could, Jackie B, uh, hilarious drag yes, from California. Coco Peru, not... Not you're not what RuPaul is giving. Um, Sherry Vine. Sherry Vine, yes. Shout out to Sherry Arias. Vine. Um, who else? And these are like queens that are at this point legends. They've been yeah. in the game for so People long. They're literally making their living yeah. off a of drag, off, off of drag. But they're not on TV. They're not. Jackie Beat, for example, she used to be a comedic writer for Joan Rivers on Fashion Police. Wow. Mm. <laughs> um, and so it's just like. There's so many people who have chosen different paths, but people keep on pigeonholing, pigeonholing, mm -hmm. not saying it right again, <laughs> pigeonholing, pigeon pigeonholing, pigeon <laughs> not using RuPaul as the basis, and that's not the basis. Yeah. I, I've been doing drag for 10 years. Um, when I first started doing drag, I, I was skinnier, but the lopsided lips was there, the hairy chest was there, the hairy arms were there. Um, people didn't know how to take it. Hmm. Uh, and it, it was always been an uphill battle, an uphill battle um, to get people to understand my drag and what I do. And it's it's been a process. Um, I currently work at the bars that I work at, but it's because I've built myself up. I've, I've worked with the people I've worked with. I've donated my time to do stuff. I do a lot of charity work here and mm. there, um, benefits. Uh, I don't take myself seriously. I'm a man in a wig and heels occasionally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, you're a clown in, in essence. I just choose to be more vocal and present about the fact that I'm actually a clown, whereas you are trying to pass for a female. Mm. Uh, and that's fine with, to you. If that's what you want to do. That's not me. Right. I've, I've gotten prettier, as people like to say, over the mm. years, but I'm still sticking to the lip. I'm still sticking to the chest hair. It's just part of who I am. Right. And I feel like if I were to get rid of those things, I'd lose who I am as mm. Ari Kiki. Yeah. Mm. No, that's and, important. And I, I feel like you need people who are not following the cookie cutter mold. Absolutely. And I think that that was part of what I loved about the act that day. It was just, it was just, it was outrageous in like the best way. Like it was mm -hmm. just, yeah, you're just there having fun. And I think like seeing Skittles, cause like uh, once upon a time, like when, when Skittles, when we were still developing Sesa as a character, like mm -hmm. when we were like, oh, Sesa has life outside of shit Spanish girls say. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the moment of like, drag like is this you know and mm -hmm. then skittles and i think even in college there was like a drag was that your first like drag show that you had done yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. talk a little bit about about that moment in of college. like stepping into um <laughs> <laughs> it's i feel like it's funny like with with me and like what i try to like put forth in terms of content because i'm always kind of like straddling that sense of drag queen Esqueness and stuff like that, and you're definitely you a persona. Know. Yeah, definitely yeah. a persona. Says has definitely a persona, um, and Skittles is definitely and a persona. And like when that. you're there, like right. Um, and so I remember that was that was kind of like a question of like, would we make Sesa into a full blown drag queen? And I was like, well, I feel like there's so many things that go into. Yep. And I, this was pre this was pre RuPaul's Drag Race into drag into drag where it's like you know you had the you had to have the padding and you had to have the this and like there's money because the outfits and mm -hmm. then you have to have your numbers and you have to have that and I was just on my like I don't really I don't That's really see myself <laughs> I don't right, really right, see myself right, doing all that right, yeah. and so 
Um, I guess like I'm always open to saying that Cesar is my drag persona, like because she's a Latina girl who I'm impersonating, whose personality is like kind of the caricature of what being a Latina is. Um, and I've tried to make like the mole and the and the lip liner mm-hmm. and the chest hair, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, as much a part of that character as possible. And I get the same shit online as well. Like, why don't you ever shave your chest hair? Because that's the funny part. That's right. the that's the part. That's the part that you're supposed to laugh at. Like, you know. Um, and we know that girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. all know the girl that has a little bit more extra hair, uh-huh. hair out of her lips. lips. Exactly. We do. You know, like, know come on. <laughs> Women grow hair too. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I, I, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like uh, I've never really been wanting to like claim that, that right. be, being a drag queen. Because like I said, even now with like RuPaul's Drag Race creating like this, like, hot commodity of what being a drag queen mm-hmm. should right. be. Um, I've never really wanted to claim it, but then at the same time, I would love for Cesar to have a live show and like mm-hmm. do right. that in life, which would essentially be doing drag. So who knows? Like I'm always straddling the Or is it the persona, right? It's like yeah. the character. It's you still, know? It's, yeah. Yeah. Either way, whether it's you're in quote-unquote drag or not, I mean, one thing I will say from RuPaul, she has this line that says... Um, you're born naked and the rest is drag. Like, mm-hmm. she's not wrong on that one. Yeah. You're, you're putting yeah. on a facade up, Everywhere. you're putting a wall up, or whatever it is you're putting on. Uh, I was going to say, I was gooped and gag when you told me I was the first person to book you at a gay bar to perform. You were, yes. I yeah. was just you like, were. what? Yeah. You were. I was like, how is this even possible? Yeah. I Well, I, I think two things played into it where it was like, uh, um, I mean, I don't feel like you're actively looking to get. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I haven't been actively looking to get into the but scene seen like that. But I've you at bars left and right, like just being you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how that's how we met. I feel yeah, like yeah. We met, I think it was at Sweet. We were just kikiing. Uh huh. I was like, I love your shit on YouTube. Uh huh. And and we just exchanged information. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's like for with 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 stuff like that. Like um, it, it's it's me not actively looking for it is one of the things, and also. When should Spanish Girls Say happened, we were in college, so I was still living in New Jersey for two more years, yeah. you know? So yeah, I wasn't right. even Oof. I wasn't I even part of, like, the, the, like, night, yeah. the <laughs> nightlife, yeah, the scene. So it wasn't really until later, and like I said, at that point, I had already decided that that wasn't something that I was trying to, like, really invest mm-hmm. in. But anybody watching and anybody listening, I'm always down to hop on the <laughs> right, mic right, on right, the stage. Right. Like, no, for sure. And are there any in- inequalities, though, that you find in terms of like, alright, so we ex- we've accepted, you know, that we're we're in this drag space and there's different characters, but like, do you find like, even in the business of like booking gigs and doing things that you have a harder time oh, yeah. than other queens? There's certain neighborhoods I purposely don't bother trying to be active in. Mm. Wow. You won't find me in Hell's Kitchen because that's just not my tea. Mm. Like the if you look at a Hell's Kitchen show, and, and I'm not speaking for everyone because there's definitely like other um there are very few big girls in Hell's Kitchen. Mm. Just to name the only two that come to mind right off the bat are Jasmine Rice LaBeja yes, and Britta Filter. Um, they have a Sunday show at Hardware, but I as as quickly as I can, I think those are the only two big girls in Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Um, maybe Pissy Miles at Rise Bar. Um, I think that's about it. But for the most part, they like their skinny theater queens, and mm-hmm. like, and that's fine. But like, 
there's other stuff out there. I don't fuck with Hell's Kitchen. I only recently got lucky in Chelsea. They reached out to me to host karaoke at Gym Bar. Mm. And it's because of my demeanor, my vibe. Like, I'm very, like, I'm not a bitch. I, I can be, don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> but, like, my default is to, like, have a good time and take it easy. And, like, that's what you want as a, as a hostess, as a karaoke hostess. I host a lot of shows because I'm just, like, we're all here to have a good time. I'm here to make the bar money. Right. And I'm here to entertain. Yeah. Right. That's my job. If I'm out here picking on people, why would you want to come back to the bar? Why right. would yeah. you want to come back to my show? But to each their own, you pick how you want to pursue that. But yeah. that's just what I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in a, you I know, don't work in Queens either. Oh, in Queens, yeah. Mm. Queens is very fishy. Yeah. Fishy mm. and trans, and so like, and that's great because the girls need the gigs. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I last time I was in Queens, I think was like a year or two ago. Um, this performer booked me, Michelle LaFontaine. I was like, well, I'm going to Queens. I got to bring all my Spanish material out. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I live, I used to live in, in Masspef, which was not that far from Jackson uh-huh, Heights. Uh-huh. And I, it's literally a lot of Latinos. So yeah. I was like, I'm just going to bring my purple Selena costume and we're going to do Selena yes, all night. Yes. But they're like, Selena with a lopsided lip and like hairy arms is not the tea. So I walked out with like $7 in tips. <gasps> Uh, and I was just like, oh, okay, that's what I got. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's fucked crazy. up. That's but real fucked it's up. It's crazy. It's not what they're here for. And I, but I get, it's, it's, it's not my crowd. Yeah. You don't, don't win them all. And I'm not here to. Yeah, but I'm like, damn, somebody's out there working their ass off. Doesn't like, matter. Yeah, I could give a dollar to that little boy dancing on the train. You can't throw it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's a whole. And I think that also comes, like, with people not, like, take like taking that aspect and not putting the respect on the fucking art oh, yeah. and time that it takes oh, yeah. to even yeah. get into the costume let alone be running around up and down dancing and People singing and doing shit at the same how much time go into drag yeah. and i'm a more budget conscious queen i must say i like me a good shake and go i love me some rainbow i love yeah. me some forever 21 yes, come on but there's girls who invest a lot i mean i invest in some of my costumes but most of my stuff because i'm so physically i throw myself on the floor i'm very like right i'm a clown i'm also like the bar is my playground. Right. So, like, I'll roll around on the floor. Like, I can't, I'm not going to do that to like a hundred, $200, $300 garment. Right, right, right. Um, so, you're going to get me in some rainbow. You're going to get me in some yeah. Forever 21 where, like, the $20 outfit, if it tears, it tears, and I'm good. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, there's so much, and there's so much to unpack uh, there, and this conversation can like it can, it really can, like like forever. Um, But you know, I do. I think like from from the respect in the drag world, but even down to like the way, like I said, even the way bouncers. I just have this thing with Mm. bouncers. Oh yeah, I get so defensive around around bouncers, just like no. I used to, I used to really like. I I can only, I can say, I've only been allowed to a heterosexual club club like new york old like what nightclubs are considered now yeah that have like the whole hundred dollar cover and like promoters and stuff like that i was allowed into one of those once yeah and and the craziest thing about it is like and i and i say this like i don't know how else to say this other than angelisa knows this like the girls that i was rolling with when i would do this like go to these places i would be rolling deep with like model-esque yes fucking mommy tight you yeah. know together. tiny like together like they're not about to pay for one fucking deep, j- like i was the only now like on. i was the only male in the clique you right. know 
And they'd still, there was, it was only one time that I was let into one of those clubs. Yeah. And like, and the excuses are bullshit too, right? Like, oh, some yeah. Of the excuses that they no, use. Yeah. Because like, most of the times it was just me who, Vika was, they'd be like, oh, y'all could come in, but not, that, him. not him, right? There was one time where I believe it was, um, I mean, I don't know if this club even exists anymore. I think it was called Kiss and Fly or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and meatpacking, where, it was me and then the black friend um, and like oh. our black friends that I that didn't get in like the Damn. and like the darker skin black kid, black kids like not like yeah you know not the Alicia not, Keys, not the Alicia <laughs> Keys <laughs> ones that was with us you know and so I was like okay no fats no blacks like right and it's really on some like wow like y'all really mind you that night that that happened to me. I had a fan stop me and take a picture with me. And there were like four kids that stopped me and took pictures with me in front of the bouncer. Wow. And they still didn't let me into the club. Wow. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But also, let me ask you this. That one club where you did get in, what was your experience once you got inside? Oh, it was boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was boring as it fuck. Always is. <laughs> Because everybody's standing around trying to look cute. Right. Yep. That's not what I said. Nobody's dancing. Nah. Nobody's really drinking. I'm like, y'all got that bottle crazy. service that they charged you $500 for. A $20 bottle. But it's bottle. really a $20 bottle. And it only serves you one drink because you're splitting it with 12 with people. people. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans. Ridiculous. So if you, if you had a piece of advice for anybody who is like, you know, even in our age group, not even just the young ones out here who are like, you know, trying out drag, like people who are in their late 20s, damn near 30s and are like, yo, like, you know what? I'm in the phase of my life. I want to start doing some drag because I always have wanted to and just haven't because I feel like I'm going to be shamed in my community. What's your advice to those queens? Uh, do you figure yourself out? Look up YouTube videos for makeup and figure out what kind of face you want to have. Mm. Uh, you will think you look fishy as fuck your first time. You will look like trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's fine. It's it's all a learning process. Um, do not buy the heels from uh, pay, uh, from Rainbow. Mm-hmm. They are not your friend. <laughs> uh, invest in something that will actually support your foot. Mm. You will walk funny the first few times. Bring a pair of flats with you. I, I that was a that was a lesson I had to learn the hard way. Uh, Bring flats with you because at the end of the night you will not be wanting to walk around those heels anymore. Yeah. Um. Me and my girl, me and Vicky, when mm. we used to go out, we used to go to the Ritz on a regular basis. Ah, oh, the Ritz. Um. We used to go every Tuesday. There was a show called um, Saliva. Saliva Tuesday. Yes. Actually, you know what's funny. I don't know if I saw you there, but um, I wasn't though, a regular, but I was like she, Vicky, trying to bring me a regular there, and okay. I was like, I don't like this scene, and then I yeah. realized this scene is totally my scene. I had, o- <laughs> I had, I had only went once, but the one time that I went was with uh, her name wasn't Monet Exchange at the time, but was with Mo- Monet, Monet Kevin, um, Kevin, and Bob the drag queen had had performed that night. Thorgy Thor was mm-hmm. hosting, mm-hmm. and all these bitches ended up on Drag Race. Yeah, later on, Real. but. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was such That's a fun night. That's when Monet yeah, and, yeah. and Jasmine were like yes, roomies yes, or something like that. Yes, yes, Jasmine was there too. Yeah. Jas- it was Jasmine wasn't her name at the time either. I don't think. No, it was. It's uh, crazy how y'all like be changing your names. I think it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mo- did you have? Did oh, you said you weren't going to talk about the no. I, her name was Marble, but I wasn't in the scene at the time. I was just oh, doing okay. like a drag competition here and there. Okay. okay. Um, but Ari Kiki's been around the longest. Uh, I think Jasmine's name back then was. 
Kimchi. Kimchi Shamulan. They were trying to call her Chinky Crash Car. And I thought it was a funny, fucking hilarious name. Problematic <laughs> as fuck. But I was like, <laughs> I'm like, this is legend. And then she ended up changing her name to Jasmine Rice. And then eventually Jasmine Rice of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I used to go to Saliva. And me and Vicky would be like in my Charlotte Ruse knee-high boots. Like, kikiing, running around all of Hell's Kitchen. And then at the end of the night, this is before Uber and Lyfts. Uh-huh. So then I'd have to like hobble to the A train. Oh my oh. God. And like, girl, I'm going to crash at your house because I can't do this. Like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But that's the hard work and sacrifice nobody knows about and thinks about. Yeah. yeah pack, pack a flat, pack a, pack <laughs> a sandal, <laughs> put some sneakers in your bag, a nice pair of Converse, whatever right. you need. But like, I always, if you come to one of my gigs, I almost always have a backpack. Mm. And literally, mm. it's all my drag that I need for the night. And then I throw all my boy clothes in there when I'm out of like because I, I travel to the gig in sweats, yeah, and sneakers, right? Maybe a, a, a turban if you're lucky. <laughs> like the wig stays in the bag until I need to take her out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. I'm not getting paid to travel. I'm getting paid to perform at the stage. That's right. You save. You gotta if you really want to see Ari Kiki, you gotta wait until you in there. You pay the <laughs> yep. fee, and then you gonna get the show. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> I was just like, all right, that's a good spot. Awesome. Oh, and then I'm sorry, I have to do the outro. That's what the we're outro. talking right there. Yeah, just just pop it right back on. This is where we're gonna do the shout outs, and you can shout out like what bars you're at. No, no. All right, so Ari, uh, any shout outs? Where can we find you? I'm a very busy lady. <laughs> but um, you can find me every Friday at Gym Sports Bar on 8th Avenue. Uh, I host karaoke down in the basement. And starting February 28th, I'll be hosting Drag Race before that. Um, every second Saturday of the month, you can catch me at Stonewall Inn for a Riot, which I host every month. We raise money at the door for charity. Mm. And then any money the girls make on stage, they split between themselves. Uh, I'm there from 11 to like end of the night. Every first, third, and fourth Saturday of the month, I'm at Phoenix Bar for a party called Rampage with myself, Alana McGriddles, Novazar, and DJ T-Boy. Every second Tuesday of the month, I'm at Guapos in Yonkers. Yes. With Angel, Electra, and Shady Pine. You can get my merchandise at dragqueenmerch.com. You can get more information about me on my website, Ari Kiki Hot Mess. If you want to tune into the Shade Parade, you can catch an episode every Friday. It goes live with my sister, Vicky Villaness. And you can get information on that on shadeparadepod.com. And I think I got everything covered. My Instagram is Ari Kiki underscore Hot Mess. My Venmo is Ari Kiki. Yes. Um, My Twitter is Ari Kiki underscore Hot Mess as well. Uh, my phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> my S- grind the name is. Baba And you can find us at Ladies Who Bronche on Instagram and Facebook, at Ladies Bronche on Twitter, and on all the podcasts that y'all listen to. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank, you for Thank y'all me. for tuning in. And until next time, Bronche. <laughs>